because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here, Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories story and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. start with the most concerning injury joe burrow has a wrist sprain as zach taylor explained he's gonna have an mri this morning so we should have some answers to a lot of these questions probably by mid-afternoon today and of course the cincinnati Bengals have 10 days until their next game but what we don't really know as of right now is whether or not that matters could it matter if they have 20 games 20 days 30 days we do not know how long joe burrow is going to be out for a wrist sprain on a throwing hand, the throwing side is certainly a concerning injury. And you see Joe Burr's reaction to just trying to throw a sideline pass. Not good. He will have an MRI today to determine how long he is out. Jake Browning going to be the backup there. We also saw, as you mentioned it, a Lamar Jackson ankle injury. John Harbaugh saying it was impressive how well Lamar Jackson played through this injury. He went in the blue injury tent. He came out limping a little bit. By the end of the game, he seemed fine. Now, he's kind of been banged up with an ankle injury over the last couple weeks as well. Also has 10 days, coincidentally, to recover for his next game. So theoretically, he should be fine going forward. Do not believe the Mark Andrews will be fine. However, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. The Pro Bowler and the security blanket for Lamar Jackson expected to be out for this season with a high ankle sprain and more. A lot of times that means ligament damage. It means other associated damage with his hip drop tackle that you're seeing right here from Logan Wilson. He will have an MRI this morning, too, just to determine what his future is like. Is there surgery coming? But as John Harbaugh said after the game, expected to be done for the 2023 season. If you are a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals or the Baltimore Ravens, well, I don't know why you're listening to the Breaking Boston podcast, but we appreciate you listening. This is Breaking Boston on November 17th, 2023. But if you are a fan of one of those two teams, or quite honestly, if you're a fan of any of the 32 NFL teams this morning or any morning, injuries suck. And I go back to the line, one of my favorite lines in Anchorman during Panda Watch. This is getting re goddamn ridiculous. And Mark Andrews goes down for the season. Joe Burrow has yet another injury. And we say this each and every NFL season, it feels like, but is this the worst injury-ruined season we've seen? Started right out the gates with Aaron Rodgers. You don't need to look too much further than the AFC East, if you're a Patriots fan, you don't need to look much further than Gillette Stadium because you've watched more of this season with Christian Gonzalez, your number one rookie corner, Matthew Judon, your pass rusher on the sideline this week. You get to see Kendrick Bourne. Oh, it's so great that he's on Instagram, all smiles after his torn ACL surgery. It really has become frustrating. And I know that there is a lot of discussion, especially this morning in terms of injuries, in terms of protection of players, player safety, for two reasons. First of all, we saw Mark Andrews go down to what people call the hip drop tackle that some are trying to ban. Uh, even though I hate injuries, even though I hate losing star players, hell, he's on my fantasy team, Mark Andrews. It sucks. I understand it. I wouldn't want to be a Ravens fan. The reality is defensive players need to be able to tackle somehow, some way. And I've never been a fan of the horse collar tackle being removed because Roy Williams broke a couple legs with it. Um, I think we have so limited the ability of defensive players to play the sport that it is becoming harder and harder to really sort of take the game of football seriously. And it is why I believe, and oh, by the way, if you're a Boston College fan, you did happen to see the worst launching targeting penalty in the history of college football last night where um, BC safety um, basically tried to head, not a soccer ball, but the opposing wide receiver. 
Um, I'm sure there's significant uh, suspensions, penalties coming for him in that uh, issue. But the reality is all of these injuries are unavoidable. As Tom Brady used to say, football is a 100% injury rate. You play it long enough. You play enough games. You are going to get hurt. We've seen that this year. You know, the Buffalo Bills, Matt Milano, Tredavious White, derailing potentially their season by taking away the balance of their team. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. It almost doesn't matter what team you look, what direction in the continental U.S. you look. You find major season-altering injuries. And unfortunately, that's the reality of football. I always say it's a barbaric sport that we love. It is not a modern sport. And I think it's going to be modernized at some point. And I think I've shared this here on the six, uh, excuse me, on the Breaking Boston podcast, but as well as on the Six Rings feed. I do truly believe we are trending toward flag football in maybe not our lifetime, depending on how old you are. Maybe Coop Leonard, you're pretty young, maybe in your lifetime, but certainly. Uh, the younger generation, I think, is going to see flag football. I think you're seeing a um, sampler, a test weather balloon being thrown out for the Olympics with all this talk that Tyreek Hill and some NFL stars will take part in the Olympics when flag football is there. You've seen the league promote it with the younger generation. You've seen a lot of states go to flag football for female athletics. I think you will eventually see flag football at the state and high school local levels for male athletics. Uh, I just think that is the future, and and hell, I mean, the NFL and some of their um, um, internal memos and different planning purposes have said in a hundred years that flag football could be the future of football, and I do, I do believe that's the way we're trending. And Coop Leonard, I saw he uh, unmuted himself. Do you uh, do you agree, Coop? Do you think? I know you're a baseball guy. Where well, no, I uh, think it's far, the the man that's right over your right shoulder, uh, Tom Brady. He he said this. What, two months back? Yep. Flag football. I mean, and there's one. So uh, I'm reacting. This is obviously not a Boston sport. We're dealing with, I mean, Boston issue. We're dealing with injuries. But this is off of Thursday night football where you see Joe Burrow injured yet again. You see Mark Andrews gone for the season. And you saw, quite frankly, if you were following on Twitter, I know our friend Mike Giardi, for example, when Lamar limps to the injury tent, then Mark Andrews is gone, and then Joe Burrow's in the locker room. He said, why can't we have nice things? Because this was, on paper, one of the best Thursday night football games you're ever going to get because generally these aren't great games. And immediately you start to lose talent, and that's the part of me as a fan that is, I love football. I'm a hardo. I love hitting. I love contact. I love the brutality of the sport. I've always said there's it's probably Jim no better. The body creates contact. I, I, there's no better feeling than putting somebody on their ass, right? Like, oh, I mean, there's, absolutely. but the reality as a fan in me is watching last night's game and sort of the Mike Giardi reaction of you get all jet. It'd be like sh- going to the movies to watch whatever, whoever you like the rock, the rocks latest. And then you're like, wait a minute. It's not the rock in the lead role. It's a guy that kind of looks like the rock trying to be like the rock. And you know, and this more, is a period being, piece too. It's not even an action movie. Right, right. Or you go to like, um, I don't know, the the some Adina Manzel uh, Broadway play and realize, oh, she's sick and you get the the stand in you get the the and you're like, this really kind of sucks. So if flag football did bring about more of a guarantee, there are no guarantees flag football. You're still going to get torn ACLs and blown Achilles and some of the other non-contact injuries. But if it lessens the injury rate. Is that worth it? Is that worth it to know when you go to a game in 
early December or late November, you're probably going to get the star players you expected when you purchase those tickets in May or June. I don't have the answer for that. I don't believe so. I think flag football can be fun. I've coached it at the youth level. Yes, it's great. You're going to get athletes, quarterbacks, receivers making great plays. Cornerbacks will pick off passes. There is excitement to it, but it's not football. It is not the game of football. It's not the the grittiness and the all-in. I think you're going to lose. You know, we talk so much about the week-to-week nature of football because as Bill Belichick has beaten into us over the years, you invest or you're supposed to invest. Different topic, different day, whether he's still fully invested in every week for the Patriots. But you invest everything you have into that week, and it's such an emotional investment, and then it's such an emotional letdown and drain when you lose. I think you would lose some of that in flag football because, quite honestly, if you go to flag football, now you can play more games. Now you could play on Tuesday and Friday. Like, you could play every two to three days because there isn't that physical recovery. Now it's just like the NBA where – yeah, your legs might be a little tired. You need a couple days to recover. You don't want back-to-backs, but you're not dealing with the physical brutality that requires a full week. Part of the reason why Thursday night football sucks. The physical brutality that requires a full week of recovery. So I I don't know why this struck me so much last night, just watching these injuries and the reaction, but I think it is becoming clear. The football that we know it... <clears throat> And probably some elders would say, well, the football as we know it died in 1981 or something. And that's true. This is obviously a different game than the 70s and 80s when you could clothesline people, headhunt people, and for the better. But at least it's still football. It's still helmets and pads and blocking and tackling. I do think we continue to take baby steps towards those are all going to be removed from the game of football. So I'm... I'm 26 and I even have the old man take where I'm just kind of like, well, this isn't, this isn't the early 2000s, late 2000s Patriots where a defensive line could absolutely just pulverize you into the ground. And that was entertaining. Like yep. waking up every Sunday to tune into that was, it was mainstay trend anyone growing up in new England. Uh, but I, I almost look at it as the extension and like the greediness of the NFL expanding how many games you play, expanding the playoff field, uh, and they tried to mitigate, you know, the amount of games that they play in the preseason going from four to three. And we look at the way that, you know, there were a lot of questions with Mac Jones not playing any in any of the preseason games. And there were critiques of, well, you're not preparing him and he's not getting ready. And it's very clear. I, I mean, I don't know if anything could have prepared that guy this year, but he's healthy. That's the thing is he's healthier than a lot of other quarterbacks right now. Maybe that's because he's terrified to get hit in the pocket. Who knows? But the Patriots still have a, a serviceable quarterback. I don't know if you want to say serviceable, but Bill Belichick kind of had the one up here where he was like, I have my QB one. I'm not going to play him. We need to get through the season as much as we can. It's not really working out, but they still have a guy that they don't have to go scrounging for another quarterback. Cause he's hurt. So I, I think at the end of the day, it is on the NFL. And if they do want to improve their product, they have to look at the way that they do their reporting of injuries. I mean, Joe Burrow showed up. I don't know if you caught this. Joe Burrow showed up in his uh, in his wrist guard last night. Didn't Bengals tried to not show it too much, but someone caught it on camera. I believe Thursday Night Football actually picked it up. Uh, and it's these little things where in the past where it was gamesman, gamesmanship, where Bill might label someone as inactive at, play, uh, at practice, and they might be taking things easier and they might be all right in 
and everything. But the gamesmanship almost seems like it's now hurting players in the NFL and it's decreasing your product. And that's that's the baseball guy look at it. I mean, I baseball players don't even play 162 anymore. You, you're never going to have a Cal Ripken in, and that's just because of how big these guys are, how balls to the wall they go when they are playing. And, you know, it's it's mitigation at this point. It's just trying to get to the playoffs. And I fear that what you see with the MLB with the long season, of course it's a long season, but you also look at the 82 with the the Celtics that they have to play in the NBA and people doing load management. I like it's not, I don't think it's far off to think that we're gonna start seeing load management for quarterbacks, just because that's what it has to take in order to get your guy that will ride you out through the playoffs to just ride through the uh pre or ride through the season. Yeah, it's uh, and I understand it's a complex issue, injuries, load management. I mean, it all goes back to greed. You wouldn't have to manage loads if you shortened your season. If you played fewer basketball games and played fewer baseball games, you could manage the load more naturally. You could spread the schedule out. You could have off days. Because it's I do tough believe to manage the load, Andy. It's it, tough to manage a load. I I agree. We're gonna leave that one alone. Uh, as much as we. We hate it as fans, and I know the NBA has even instituted some rules for star players that you can't manage the loads the way Popovich and guys have in the past. If you have true all-star caliber players, kind of goes back to the, if that family bought one ticket a year, they want to see the star play, blah, 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 which I agree with, but it, it is a complex issue because we all want to see the best players. That's the bottom line. All, owners, players, everybody wants to see the best. And the other issue we do have is I think, Longer schedules might have been okay at one point in the evolution of the game, but the evolution of the game now is bigger, faster, stronger, and these guys put more um, wear and tear on their own bodies, on the bodies of their competitors, each and every game, because just pure physics. You know, go back to, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember like vectors and objects in motion and, and all force, those types of things. For Isaac Newton, yeah. There's a lot of effing force on an NBA court, right? When LeBron is going to the rim, Sorry, he's going to the rim at a faster rate or speed than Larry Bird did. It's just the reality of it. And he's a bigger dude than Larry Bird was. Like, oh, just look at their shoulders, their muscle tone. Like, there are just more force and factors at play with these players. And I'd say the same thing in the NFL. Like, there are some big, fast, athletic dudes that just make plays that weren't being made. Look at John Hanna. He's always the classic example. 244-pound greatest offensive lineman of all time. He couldn't play today at 244 pounds. They'd laugh him off a college field, never, maybe a high school field in some places, laughed off every college field everywhere. So it's just, it's a different time. And I understand you're trying to grow with the times and go with the times and be better. I just, I hate it. Like the bottom line is you can add this, as Jerry Callahan used to say, like on our morning show on WEEI, yeah, I'm against cancer and domestic violence. Well, you can add injuries to that list. Everybody on the planet hates injuries. Everybody who watches NFL games, there's no like, yeah, it, it just sucks. I saw Ross Tucker, injuries suck, I think he tweeted, or I hate injuries, whatever. Like, that's how everybody was feeling yeah. last night. And that's a problem. That's a problem for your consumer. Because at whatever point your consumer stops hating the injuries while watching and instead says, ah, that game's not going to be that good. So-and-so's already hurt. Somebody will probably get hurt in the middle of the game. Why am I going to watch? You stop showing up, just like if you showed up for Fast and Furious 14 and The Rock wasn't in it when you thought The Rock was going to. 
You're not going to the 15th version, right? You're going to just, oh, they're going to do that bait and switch again where I think it's a rock movie and he's not in it. I wanted to see the rock. So I think this is a major issue in all of sports. Certainly football is at the forefront of this. The inability to count on your stars to play the entire season. We're seeing it now. I guarantee you even the most aware football fans would come up way short of all the names that have started NFL games this year at the quarterback position. It has been hellaciously bad. Last check, I believe it was 10 rookies had started games. You have practice squatters starting games. It just... And you have Joe Flacco on a flight to Cleveland last night. It's amazing. It is amazing. So it's either you start practice squatters or sort of young undrafted types or yeah, who's available? Who, can I get Joe Flacco? Can I get Carson Wentz? Can I get... And that is a problem that the NFL has to deal with. And I think eventually when they deal with it, it's about protecting the quarterback. It's about not hitting the quarterback, which we're already kind of there. You're not really allowed to hit the quarterback all that much now. So I do think the first step, like it used to be a snarky remark, just put flags on them. Well, now I think it's going to be a reality. And then I think the next step is, well, if the quarterback has flags, I should probably put flags on Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. And if we're just going to put flags on them, well, why don't we just go to flag football, get rid of these fat guys that get hurt all the time, cut our costs, we can pay our stars even more, and boom, you have the new age model of football, which includes no hitting and you've lost your roots. Sad. Dumb rule. See how you feel about it. Okay. I mean, this is the baseball mind at work. We love making up extremely dumb rules for that sport. I agree. Um, you have flags, but you also have tackling. You take the flag that counts as two downs. You take you tackle them. That's only one down. You incentivize going for the flag, but you still get contact. It's interesting. I'd have to right? think about it more than just I, on the fly here. And one side note before we wrap this up on November seventeenth, breaking Boston here on the Odyssey Podcast Network. If you have flags, one positive is it does essentially take the bulk of the officiating out of the game. No more pass interference call. Well, I guess you could still have pass interference calls that are bad, but no more holding calls that wipe out touchdowns like they did last night where it was a phantom holding call. You have a lot less, I would say, impact of the officiating if they're just fixating on did the guy pull the flag or not. Although I will say. What if the flag fell on its own? Well, and also flag guarding is a big call at the youth level that can, oh, that guy guarded his flag, take away the 80-yard touchdown, bring him back. You'd still have that in the game, and I would hate that. That would be the new call that would ruin plays and touchdowns because officiating sucks at all levels, and injuries suck at all levels. This has been Breaking Boston for November 17th, 2023. The Ravens beat the Bengals last night, but the story of the night, Ravens lose Mark Andrews for the season. Bengals lose Joe Burrow for at least a period of time, certainly the second half of last night's loss. And injuries are threatening to tear down the entire NFL, everywhere except New York, where apparently Aaron Rodgers is going to come back in like two months from a torn Achilles, supposedly. He's Coop Leonard. I'm Jumbo Hart. Fitzy's somewhere having breakfast. This is Breaking Boston. We will be back next week, each and every morning, with either the biggest story in Boston sports or occasionally, like today, when I just want to rant about an issue that's bigger than just Boston sports.